Praise the Lord, saints. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. What a, what a move of God we're experiencing here tonight. Such a mighty spirit in the house of the Lord. I'm going to do something a little different tonight. Before I, before I do, I want to give honor to pastor. I know he's not here tonight, but uh, I love him, his family, obviously brother, brother Chris. I don't have the words. He knows how I feel, but the ministry team, uh, my elder, of course, brother Mason, my dad, my wife tonight, church, the saints. I'm just, you know, hit all the bases here. The worship team, you just knocked it out of the park again tonight. The musicians. Uh, what makes it so good is the anointing of God. It's not in us, but it's in God. You know, there's a lot of people that can sing. A lot of people that can play. A lot of people that can preach. Do all these things. But if the anointing of God's not behind it, it's just words. Oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You know, I think the Lord wants to, wants to do something for us tonight. I think He wants to heal our bodies, heal our minds. Heal our spirits, heal our minds. Oh my God. But I'm going to sing a little chorus tonight. If I fall flat on my face, I can't think of a better place. I haven't probably, it's probably been 15 years since I've sang a song. I'm not a singer. Just from a heart of worship tonight, though, would you stand and sing with me tonight? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I will give you all. I will give you all. If all is what you ask of me. How can I withhold if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best? Help me remember Calvary's cross. Be willing to say yes. I will give you all. Also. what you ask of me how can I withhold if my sacrifice is left giving you my very best help me remember Calvary's cross be willing to say yes oh thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. So just give the Lord praise tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord. We'll try not to hold you too long tonight, but while you're standing, if you want to turn to Philippians chapter 1, verses 29 and 30, and we'll, Lord willing, we'll probably be referencing uh, several of Paul's passages tonight, really focusing on Paul tonight. He had a lot to say. Philippians chapter 1, 29, when you found it, say amen. amen. For unto you it is given in behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, 
having the same conflict, everybody say conflict, which she saw in me and now here to be in me. You can be seated tonight. So I began to study this, began to think about Paul, uh, what he would tell the New Testament church as he went around exhorting and, and, uh, and preaching uh, to the different congregations that he was setting up and, and, and trying to establish in this, in this book of Philippians. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's uh, exhorting them and uh, he's trying to reinforce uh, his desire for them to continue in love and in humility and unity for Christ and for the church. It was his heart's desire that the church continue. But, but to strengthen that bond, we may be a little slow getting started tonight, but I think if you just hold on with me, I, I think we're going somewhere tonight in the Lord to, to, to fortify his bond and uh, to, to prove to him that he was just a common man like them and uh, uh, for commonality's sake. So, so they could understand and, and see that he's not just uh, some uh, elite man of God that's set up on a pedestal, that, that he's human also. That he would say that he has the same conflict, having the same conflict which he saw in me, and now here to be in me. Well, I want to preach tonight on conflicted. Conflicted. You're going to hear that word maybe a lot tonight. Hopefully we won't be too long. But I begin to think about this and I begin to read some more passages that, that Paul penned and wrote as the Holy Ghost moved upon him. In Romans 7, starting in verse 14, it says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that, I, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that, I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law. That when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members. Warring against the law of my mind. And bringing me into captivity to the law of sin. Which is in my members. I read that and I said, that's conflicted. That's conflicted. That's Paul penning and writing. As he... As he, as he uh, uh, penned as the Holy Ghost moved it all upon him, that, 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 that writing, that passage there, it's hard enough to read, let alone quote. He is, he is conflicted. He, he is, I'm not saying that he was going to give up or that he had fallen in sin, but I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know about you tonight, but I have been conflicted in my lifetime. I don't know, I don't know, I just got a feeling that we all, from time to time, have conflict. We all, from time to time, feel conflicted. And if there was ever a passage of Scripture, when I read that, that's a one-word summary of what I see there. It's conflicted. I begin to think about the word conflict. You know, the word conflict is actually a noun and it's a verb. This isn't grammar class tonight. That's tomorrow. But as a noun, 
a fight, a battle, war, mental struggle resulting from incompatible or opposing needs, drives, wishes, or external or internal demands. The opposition of persons or forces that gives rise to drama as a verb to be different, opposed, or contradictory, contrary, fail to be in agreement, to contend in warfare. I begin to think about some words that come to mind when I begin to think about conflict and how I would define them. It can be discord, division, friction, schism, strife, war, battle, struggle, warfare. I know this isn't, isn't grammar class, but let, let me just keep going here tonight. Disappointment, despair, frustration, confusion, hopelessness, doubt, perplexed, competing emotions and thoughts. These are all things that come to mind when I begin to think about being conflicted. If there's ever a time we got to guard against and watch against, it's what we do when we feel conflicted. What we do, how we handle when we're, when we're, we're in the battle, when we're being conflicted. Because make no mistake tonight, we are in a spiritual warfare. We are in a spiritual warfare. Similarly, there is conflict at every turn. Conflicts, nation against nation. Brother Chris already mentioned it just a while ago. We got the, the conflict in Ukraine. We got the conflict at the Gaza Strip. Every time you turn around, China is threatening Taiwan. They're, they're flying jets and shooting test missiles over them just because uh, we're, you know, we're claiming that they're, we're their ally. There's nation against nation. There's no peace. There's no rest. There's no tranquility in the world. State versus state. Freedom versus tyranny. Man versus man. Brother against brother. We've seen that from the beginning of time. Amen. Truth versus indoctrination. Flesh against the spirit. Our will versus God's will. Then, then when we, we think about it maybe a little bit more abstractly, we begin to think about the internal conflicts that we've all got. The problems that we all face. The, the situations that will drain the joy from our soul if we allow it to. The things that would drag us down, that would have us walk out the door and never come back. The conflicts that can arise just because of life and situations and things that happen. I'm trying to paint a picture for you tonight in, in your mind, with inside where the battle is fought, where the battle is won. That there's internal conflict, there's external conflict. There are things that are going to come against you, but you got to keep progressing forward. We are in war tonight, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. We are at war. My God. It's a spiritual warfare. 
when you come to the house of the Lord with good intentions uh, and we get here brother Moore uh, and it seems like there's an opposition you're like I, I just don't feel like uh, I can even raise my hands uh, what is that uh, that's spiritual warfare uh, there's spirits uh, that are around uh, that are moving to and fro just like the Bible foretold uh, in Job the foreshadowing uh, of what would come upon the church uh, the suffering that the church would have to endure uh, where have you been we've been walking to and fro uh, and going up and down in it there are spirits there are antichrist moving through this land and their job is to discourage you their job is to see that you're not successful it doesn't want you reaching out it doesn't want you living up to your potential it wants you to stay right where you're at right where you've been he's happy if you're if you're bound to your seat he'll let you come to church but you come in and you leave the same night after night after night but I'm telling you as I see some people tonight we need to rise up and go to war we need to rise up and fight the good fight of faith my God it's a conflict it's a conflict tonight we got to see our way through oh there are physical conflicts hopefully we don't have very many of those I guess they do happen. Uh, spiritual conflicts. Uh, conflicts within the body of Christ. Oh, those are, those are giants, right? Yes, sir. We've all been around church. We know, we know what happens. We've got to fight through it. We've got to fight through it. Those conflicts, those schisms, uh, that strife, uh, that division, it's just a, a tool of the enemy. Because he knows Brother Kevin, he knows if we can see our way through, if we can see our way through to the other side, like Pastor preached one time, if we can just make it to the other side of the altar, everything's all right. It's where we get our strength. If we can enter to the Holy of Holies, if we can go into the presence of God, everything will be all right. But if he can keep us on the outside looking in, he's accomplished his goal. He's accomplished what he wanted to Conflicts with spirits that are not of God. You know, the Bible says to try the spirits to see they be of God. You ever been in a service and somebody starts, uh, I'll just call it prophesying. I don't mean telling the future or any of that stuff. I, I believe in that, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying. I'm talking about, you know, just, something's not right. I, I would never come against any, anybody, uh, you know, without trying the spirits. But when we pray... And we're like, I'm not connecting with that. That's not the Holy Ghost. That's not the Holy Ghost. That's not the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I, I, it don't happen a lot maybe, especially with a prayed up church like this one. But I've seen spirits try to take over a service. It's a warfare, my friend. It's a warfare. I wish I could paint a picture for you. Uh, what what, I've, what, I've, what I've, the Lord has laid on my heart. Uh, I, hope, I hope that the canvas is starting to get filled in. Uh, but it's more than what we just see. It's more than we see. It's more than we feel. It's more than we can sense. But we got to have the Word of God break through it. Oh, God. That Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I can't make it without the Word. I can't discern the spirits without the Word. 
Oh, Jesus. Second Timothy. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. We could write a book on that one. You can have all the good intentions of the world. There's some people that still, they're just not going to see it. They're not going to see it. They want, they want to establish conflict within your soul. They want to establish conflict within your spirit. Traitors. Heady, high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. But I see a law, another law in my members. Warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. It sounds like a broken record tonight, but the war is in your mind. Anybody ever heard the phrase, praise is a choice. Praise is a choice. And I know we got to enter into His presence and start with have truth. We worship Him in spirit and truth, but praise is a decision. We got to, like Pastor preached the other day, we, we need to be consistent and stirred. That's been my, my prayer for the past several months. I want to be consistent. I want to be disciplined, brother, brother Kevin. I want to be disciplined. I can't fight the battle if I'm not disciplined. I can't fight the battle if I'm not prayed up. I can't fight the battle in my mind. I can't push through the old flesh. It's not within me. I got to submit myself unto the Lord. Verse 2 Corinthians 10 For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought bringing it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, move upon us tonight, Lord. God, change us, God. God, move upon our minds, Lord. God, move upon our hearts. I'm preaching you my heart tonight. I'm spending a significant portion of my adult life uh, walking in conflict, Brother Chris. Uh, Brother Talsman, I spent a significant portion uh, of my grown adulthood uh, being less than God wanted me to be, uh, walking in conflict, uh, walking in despair, Brother Moore. But it ain't so. It ain't got to be that way. If I submit myself to the Lord, the Bible says, submit yourselves, therefore, to the Lord, resist the devil. And he'll flee when he gets ready? No. Oh, he'll flee when he wants to. Oh, he might go. No, it says he will flee. It's a choice tonight. We got to be able to see it. We got to be able to see what's in front of us. But it's spiritually discerned. Ephesians 6. I'm reading a lot of verses here, but just hold on. Just try to hold on with me. 
Ephesians 6.12 Finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What did he tell Peter? Peter Satan has desired to sift you as wheat but I have prayed for you and when thou art converted strengthen your brethren. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You're starting to see a pattern here tonight. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. First Timothy, I got some more scripture to read to you. This charge I committed to thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. We're in a war tonight. We're in a war tonight. We're soldiers. We're the army of God. We're the Lord's feet. We're his. We go where He tells us to go. We're His soldiers. Second Timothy. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warth entangled himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. You may not have been aware of it when you first started out with the Lord, but you signed up. You signed up. Thank God for our military. Where would we be? Without our military. But, but where would this world be without the army of God? We are the ones that discern what is happening in this world. We're the ones that pray, God. You save them, Lord. Where would we be if we hadn't had elders that came before us that fought the good fight, good soldiers of the cross? Where would I be tonight without my church, the church I grew up in, my pastor, my parents, the elders that surrounded me that said, God, he's not where he's supposed to be, but God, I know that you can do it. Where would we be without the good soldiers? We got to have them. Thank God for our elders. Thank God for our elders. Brother Chris, he preached a masterpiece a couple weeks. What a job he did this morning. It's kind of redundant to say that he did an awesome job because he does an awesome job every time. What a man of God. But he preached that message on the elders. He stirred something within me. Where would we be? Where would we be without our brother Bogles in our life? Our, our brother Kirkwoods who's not here tonight. All the elders that have come before, they've been consistent. Without my dad, Elder Mason, where would we be without their consistency? Every time the house of the Lord's open, they're in the church. Every time there's a Bible study, they're there. Every time there's a need, they're there. Year in, year out. They're consistent. They're fighting the good fight. They're warring the good war. They're warring. They're pushing it back. They're pushing it back against the enemy that says that that's not you. That's not what you need to do. I'm telling you that they, you don't think they don't have battles. You think they haven't seen things. You think they haven't had conflict in their life. I'm telling you they've pushed it. They fought against it to stand in this last day so that the next generation could stand and proclaim taste and see that the Lord is 
good. He is awesome. He is mighty. He's our Savior. He's our King. Oh, Jesus. Troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Mighty God. Mighty God. I begin to think about Paul and his, his life. I begin to think about Paul, his conflict, and his victory. Second Corinthians, he speaks. Lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Oh God, I hope you hear me tonight. Oh God. Oh Jesus, I know we say it a lot. But I feel like somebody here tonight needs to let this inside. Somebody here tonight needs to hear the words that I'm saying. The messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above Mrs. Paul we're talking about. Even Paul had a thorn. Even Paul had a thorn in his flesh. He ain't talking about walking through the woods and stepping on a rose bush. I'm telling you, physical wounds are bad. And I know we've, we've had some that's been through a lot of physical things. But that war on the inside. That battle for the mind. That battle for the soul. That's where it's at. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost saints. If you need deliverance, God's got it here tonight. And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. I'm telling you, it's not me. Well, I've spoke... Uh, Every time I've been up here about the miracle that God has performed in my life, but it's no less than a miracle. It's no less than a miracle. What God has done for me, and I've come to tell you tonight, it wasn't in my strength. It wasn't by my strength, but it was the calling and the grace and the mercy of God that said, come on home. You're not perfect, but I've got something for you. Come on, you can be made perfect in your weakness. We got a refuge. Just like Brother Chris preached this morning. Oh God. Oh. Oh Jesus. What a refuge. What a refuge. Without the presence of God. Without the saints of God though it's just a building. But this is not just a building. Oh my God. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches. In necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, once again, then I am strong. Begin to think about Paul's life. How the early half, we'll just say the half, the first part of his life. How that was going. We know Saul was born a Jew in Tarsus. He studied at the feet of Gamaliel. I guess that's how you say it, the... The, 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 the master teacher of the law. He studied at his feet. He taught according to the perfect manner of the law. He persecuted Christians. Binding them and delivering men and women to prison. Putting them to death. 
This is Paul we're talking about. You think, oh God. We think sometimes, oh, I've been too bad. I've been too bad. God can't do it. He can't do it, Brother Chris. I've gone too far. I've done, I've done so many things that, that God can't bless me that way. I'm not worthy. Did you hear what I just said? He recorded it in the book of Acts chapter 9. He put him to death for preaching and believing on Christ. That's where he was on the way. He was on the way to get papers to do the same thing on his way to Damascus. He was present at Stephen's stoning. You know, sometimes, and I, I do the same thing, we hear these stories and we've heard them from our youth up and, and sometimes the, the, I know the Word of God is alive and I'm, I'm not saying that we don't, we don't get that. But I'm saying sometimes we hear stories and yeah, we believe it and, and we do. But it's just a story to us. It's just a story. We weren't there. It's hard for us to visualize. He was at the stoning. Can you imagine how traumatized we would be you know, I get down just over a little bitty thing. You know, I had to pray through. I've left here the weekend set of services, and I'm just, uh, I'm just burning. You know, just burning. Oh, man, God's good. God's good. Oh, He's good. I, I, I got this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to conquer the world. Get up, work, still feeling good. If somebody cuts you off on the way to work, it's gone. <laughs> huh? You hear that ever happen? I'm not, you know, I don't have a whole lot of, uh, what do they call it? Uh, road rage, thank you. I, I do pretty good. Bear down and my wife be like, hey, you know, you need to slow down. You, know, you need to slow down, I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. God can still do it. He was struck blind by a great light on the road to Damascus. We all know that story. Up to this time, we know what Paul, Saul had been going about doing. Persecuting the church. But he thought he was doing right. I'm not t- making excuses. But he thought he was doing the right thing. We know he was struck blind. And they led him. He couldn't even see. The Bible says that some men came and led him. The Lord told Ananias to, to go visit him. We know he received his sight. was baptized and began preaching the word. And then we go back to those scriptures that we read. We'll fast forward. You know, he, he's been writing to the Galatians, the, 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 the church of Philippi, Ephesians. and He's writing all these books in the Bible. But he, but he pins about this thorn in the flesh. I submit to you tonight, that perhaps Paul's, Paul's thorn was his memory of his past. Can anybody relate to that? See, the enemy, he wants us to walk in condemnation. He wants us to walk in condemnation. I'm going to tell you, God performed a miracle in my life, but he didn't immediately take all the conflict away. Oh, Jesus, hear me tonight. He didn't take it all away. I had to keep submitting myself. I'd come to church. Yeah, I prayed through that morning. Immediately. I mean, God, God was just ready. It, it, was his, it was His will. I finally submitted. 
I came up here. I raised my hands. God refilled me with the Holy Ghost. He brought me back into the sheepfold. But even in that service, right after speaking in tongues, right after feeling the presence of God, I was still conflicted. Not because I thought that there's another way, but I had conflict in my life. How could I ever go forward? I had failed God in my mind so much that I felt like there was no way that I could ever be worthy again. I felt like I had messed things up to the point where they could not be repaired. Oh, Jesus. Our memories or our past, they can keep us imprisoned. I, I submit that the stoning of Stephen was something that was in Paul's mind, maybe on a daily basis. Maybe it's a small amount of regret. Or, or what, what if? You know, he had made, other, uh, made another decision. But you see, in the world in which Saul lived, he was an educated man. And he was so certain of the law. He'd been taught by the masters. He wasn't just anybody walking around here on the street. He was educated in the law. He knew. This, I kind of wrote it this way. I don't know if it makes sense, but he just knows he's right. Amen. You ever been that way? You just know that you're right. He's got a reputation of ruthlessly upholding the letter of the law. He's no doubt respected in the Pharisee community. You know, sometimes people, that's a hard thing to, to let go. So, you know, some of these things we got to let go to follow after the Lord. But, but if you've established yourself in, 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 your, in your mind, you, you, you're sitting in a position of power and authority. But God strikes him down. Now he realizes, I wasn't doing the Lord's work. Now he knows he was wrong. And the memory of all that, of all that that encompasses, is with him. You see, God doesn't take our memories away. But he gives us the grace to live with it and to overcome that. And not walk in condemnation. If you've been walking around thinking, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy to raise my hands and worship the Lord. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You can raise your hands. You can praise and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords without condemnation tonight. If you're trying to live a holy and upright life before the Lord, what you need to do is walk forward in God. But you see, Paul, or Saul rather, he lived it. It wasn't just a story. And now he must live with it that's one sometimes that's the hardest thing to us for us to forgive is ourself but if we don't turn it around if we don't accept God's grace and mercy then there's no hope the alternative is too bad to contemplate but I'll submit to you if you'll just walk forward in a little faith tonight that God will change your situation 
He may not do it all at once, but over the course of time, if you'll stay consistent and disciplined, God will restore you. God will set you back up and you can worship and praise God like you once did. He's gone from being respected in his community and feared to becoming a wanted man for preaching the truth. The past can haunt us if we allow it. In Romans, some more scripture tonight. You'll notice it's, uh, I think it's all been Paul. Romans, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? I'm going I'm to take my time. <laughs> I, I don't want to get rushed up here. But, or distress. Or persecution. Famine. Nakedness, peril, or the sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Key verse. For I am persuaded that neither death, keep track of these now, death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor things present, say, that's now. Nor things to come, say, that's in the future. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. We've, we've read it many times before. We've quoted it many times before. I don't know how many times I've, I've read this. You know, everybody loves this scripture. But I got to reading that. This may not do what it did for you, what it did for me. You know, we're talking about Paul's thorn in his flesh. We're talking about perhaps, I don't know if that's what it was, but perhaps the memory of all the things he did when he was Saul in his past. But I got reading all these wonderful things that can't separate us. Where's the past? Where's the past? He doesn't mention it. He doesn't mention the past. He says, nor things present, nor things to come. But I don't see anywhere where he says the past, it can't separate me from the love of God either. I'm not seeing it. But I found it. I found it a few chapters over. In another book, in Philippians. Philippians, let me get you the, the chapter, chapter 3. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. We're not done. Not as though I had already attained. Either we're already perfect, but I follow after. If, I, if that I may apprehend that for which I also apprehended of Christ Jesus. Key verse. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, 
but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God you need to forget the past friends you need to forget the past and walk in the presence of God walk in the now walk in the future but let the past go forget about it and walk on with God Oh, Jesus. We got to let it go. Oh, Jesus. The past will keep us bound. The past will keep us in prison. I feel like pressing on this right now. The past uh, will keep us uh, where we're at, where we've always been. Uh, just just kind of satisfied. Never increasing, never learning, never growing in God. But that's not the Lord's will. That's not the Lord's will. You got to forget it. If God's forgiven you, if He's restored you, you need to let those things, those weights, those worries, those things that you can't change anymore, you need to let them go. In the name of Jesus, I command it by the power of Almighty God tonight. Let it go and press toward the mark. I ain't perfect. But I'm telling you, I'm trying to get better every week. I'm trying to get better every day, Brother Chris. And then by God's grace and mercy, I want to make heaven my home. And if I can help somebody along the way, that's what I desire to do tonight. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you, God. He's so good to us. He's so good to us. We, we see, we try to logically reason things out. Brother Crick, we try to logically reason within our mind. And we begin to, to, to calculate things up. I, I just used to be kind of my thing. And I, you know, I, I like to, to balance the equation. But I get to analyzing this thing. and, and I, 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 you, you formulate your equation in your mind. And there's no way I can balance it. There's no way I can balance it. You can't balance it, friend. You can't give enough money. You can't do enough good deeds. You can't feed the hungry. You know, eliminate world hunger. You can't bring world peace. It still won't balance the equation. But when I see the blood, I will pass over thee. Brother Chris preached this morning about that refuge. Oh, I may be fallible. I may have faults. I got things in my past that I'm not proud of but when God comes by and he sees the blood he passes he passes by my God excuse me tonight but I just, I just felt like I just got to throw a fit tonight oh you're a mighty God God you do the work Jesus I feel like somebody. You're just almost convinced. You're just almost convinced. I've had uh, preachers and uh, people talk to me over the years. Uh, and you know, they'd be trying to convince you and encourage you. Almost convinced. 
Press toward the mark, saints. Press towards the mark. I'm going to start doing some run on treadmill. <laughs> I used to preach years ago. I didn't, I didn't feel quite as tired as I do right now. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. Surviving conflict. Everybody okay? Surviving conflict. We got to endure seasons of conflict. We all got our, like Paul, we've got our problems. I know sometimes we might look, I'll use Brother Chris tonight, he'd be guinea pig. Sometimes we might look at Brother Chris and we think, man, that dude, he's got it all together. That dude, I bet he don't have a problem. The devil don't bother him. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, we need to pray for our leadership. And I think probably we all here know. But I'm telling you, they're dealing with more than you and I are. Our leaders, our leaders, they've got their problems and they've got our problems. Pastor, Pastor Cook, uh, that's why he's off now trying to get rested up a little bit. He's got to have a break. He's just a man. He's an awesome man of God. And I thank the Lord for him. But he's got conflict in his life too. How many times do you think he gets up on a Sunday morning he don't feel like preaching? But he knows somebody here needs to hear a word from the Lord. Somebody here needs it. What if the morning, first morning I came here, he just kind of threw it in, just kind of just half-hearted. Oh, it didn't happen. He preached on wounded. I still remember. I've listened to it many times, many, many times before. That's why we got to give our best. We got to give our best. We think that people who are successful in God, that they don't have problems, but they just learn how to endure seasons of conflict. Anybody that's been around church very long knows that we got to endure. We got to endure to the end. And I love what we feel here on almost a nightly basis. It's awesome. That, that, that spirit of worship. The anointed worship, the anointed singing, our musicians, just all of that. But that's not enough. It's not enough. We gotta have the word. We gotta have a word in our heart. Oh Jesus. Surviving conflict will increase our faith. Oh my God. I don't like a lot. A stony heart won't survive. This may seem like an odd uh, link, but I've been thinking about this for a while. God's been dealing with me. I think uh, Pastor even preached a little bit on the parable of the sower the other day. Let me read three or four verses of it, the end where he's kind of explaining it. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But the one that haunts me. But he that received the seed in stony places. Somebody say, stony heart. The same as he that heareth the word and anon with joy receiveth it. 
Yet after he hath not root in himself. You see, I can only make it so far off of Brother Chris's blessing. Off of Brother Chris's worship. I can only make it so far off of Brother Kevin Cook's experience. Amen. He's a wise man. He's, he's whispered gems of wisdom into my heart. Into my mind. He, he's told me some things and I thought, God, that was, that was so timely. I can only make it so far off of Brother Elder Mason's experience. I grew up from a, from a child up. I, I've known nothing else. But I got to have the Word in my heart. I got to have the Word in my heart. But if I got an old hard heart, oh God, I know, I know I, I, I do. I cry a lot. I've talked about it before. But God, if that's what it takes, when I, when I begin to feel the presence of the Lord just one more time, I pray, God, keep me broken. God, remove all pride from my heart. God, I can't be proud in front of you. God, I'm nothing without you. But God, cultivates me. God, in the, in the places where no one sees. God, in the back of my mind where no one knows and no one understands God. Plant a seed within me that will grow roots deep. If I don't have roots, I can't survive conflict. If I, we, see, we see people and, and, and they, they start and, and sometimes even God fills them with the Holy Ghost and, and it seems like they're running well for a few months and if you just started, I'm not, I'm not talking about you. You're here tonight. But we see them and they, they fall by the wayside. Because they like the music. They like the beat. They like what they felt. They like the mode of worship. They may have even liked the preaching. But they didn't allow seed to be cultivated. They didn't allow themselves to be broken and, 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 and contrite before the Lord. God, break me. God, mold me. God, if it's not like you, remove it. God, i got to make heaven my home. But I can't make it with a proud countenance. I can't make it with pride. I can't make it on what somebody thinks about me. Don't be held hostage by what somebody thinks about you. The Bible says work out your own soul's salvation with fear and trembling. You still okay? Almighty God, Almighty God. Oh, I want to make heaven my home at all costs. Oh. This thing's winding up. This is no time to be proud. This is no time. Oh my God. I ain't nobody, but let me, let me just tell you. I've been around the wall. Wow, and I've heard men of God preach on this, and it's true. I don't have time. I'll just talk about me to play the preacher game. I ain't nobody. I am nobody. But I, I can't, I'm not going to come in and act like, oh, I got it all together. I don't need to worship God. I don't need to reach out to God. I don't have to be broken. I don't have to respond to the Spirit because I'm a man of God. We, that's not the example we've got here at our church. Our pastor, our ministry team, our leadership, uh, Brother Chris, Brother Tosman. My God, is anybody worship Brother Tosman anyway? He's just nonstop consistent uh, in his praise for God. Uh, but we look around at the examples that we got, uh, and they're broken. They're sincere. Uh, they're wanting a move of God uh, in their life uh, and in your life. I want to endure. 
I want to endure. I want to make heaven my home. What if this is the last service? Even if God doesn't come, I'm not, I'm not promised another day. I'm not promised another, another breath. I'm not trying to scare you tonight, but I'm 53 years old. 53-year-old people die all the time. I'm not planning on going nowhere. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not necessarily trying to scare you tonight, but I'm just being honest with you. We don't have a promise of tomorrow. We're going to let pride allow us to split hell wide open when all we had to do was be brokenhearted before God. Sometimes it seems like it's just so hard to press through. We got a war. We got to press toward the mark. Oh, Jesus. If you're barely holding on tonight, I hope, I hope you're all right. But this thing just keeps coming to me tonight. Monuments and milestones. If you're just barely holding on, maybe you need to remember some good things that God has done for you. I think about in my own life. I'll use me for an example. God, I repented. We were at a, just a little low uh, church, uh, I don't even know where we were at. I was just nine years old. Uh, but dad had been invited to preach there. And it's at Brother Sublet's church. Uh, and the, it was the first song of the service. I'm nine years old. Oh, Jesus. It's just as real to a nine-year-old as it is to a 59-year-old. That service began to start. You see, I'd, I'd been around enough, uh, long enough. Uh, you know, I obviously had felt the presence of the Lord before. But they began to sing. I remember I was kind of sitting back there by myself. I think mom was up on the uh, rostrum, maybe singing and worshiping with them. And of course, dad was up there with Brother Sublet. They began to sing. Boy, my old heart began to beat. I'm nine years old. I'm thinking, oh, I think I know what this is. And you can begin to see the church. You know, kids, uh, 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 children, they have more understanding of what's going on in the house of the Lord sometimes than we give them credit for. They begin to sing, and I begin to feel that draw. I begin to feel that conviction. The Bible says, Godly sorrow worketh repentance. And it wasn't long as they kept singing, and the church began to pray that I made my way to an altar, and I began my walk with God. And I was so sorry. What could I have done at nine to be sorry of? But I was born into sin. Wasn't too long after that, about a year later, if I was there at the old Reservoir Hill, I could take you to the place where God filled me with the Holy Ghost. It was about like right down here in the front, somewhere at that church, right in front of the Rostam. And man, we had a time. I could fast forward. Let's see, about 42 years, I came to this church. I'm going to come down here right where it was at. They began to sing. And right when they was just about to get, just to get done with that part of the service, I thought my heart was going to be out of my chest. I made my way down here to an old-fashioned altar. Hallelujah. I raised my hands to God. And God restored me into the body of Christ. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. Oh, the sweet Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, friend, you got to have the Holy Ghost. It's the power. It's the resurrection power. It's the power to stand. It's the power to discern. It's the power to war. It's not within us. 
Fast forward just a little bit. That was uh, July 31st, 2022. I started coming to church. You may be tired of hearing me talk about myself, but it's all for a purpose tonight. I'd come to church. God, you know, I'd feel the presence of the Lord. Occasionally, you're going to get a little bit of refilling and feel that old unction again. Still conflicted. Still conflicted. Not where God intended me to be. Not walking in what God intended for my life. Still unable to see that it's possible. Still unable to see that I could step back on to the battlefield again. January 22nd, 2023. Brother Chris got up here and he preached a message that God sent to me. And I've heard a lot of awesome messages since I've been here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, certainly not downplaying that. I have listened to some of them over and over and over again. Anointed words of God. I've heard preaching my whole life. But, but unlike maybe any other time in my life, God sent me a dedicated message. And it was on resurrected ministry. I can't explain to you exactly what happened to me. But the whole time he's preaching, God is, just, God is just ripping my heart out. I mean, it's just cutting me. It's cutting through the callus. It's cutting through that old fleshly wall that I had built around my heart. That, that callus of, of, of worldly or fleshly protection around feelings and ideas and desires. Pride is enveloped within all that also. And God resurrected me. He turned me inside and out up here at this altar. Something came up within the depths of my soul. I can't explain it other than to tell you that it was the miraculous working power of the Holy Ghost. He placed within me a desire once again. To pick up the microphone and to proclaim the loving goodness and the greatness of Christ Jesus our Lord. And to come to tell you tonight that you can make it. Brother Hussey, we can make it regardless of what we see. I'm here to encourage you. If God can do it for me, He can do it for you. Just in time. I feel like I got on the ship you know the, the old saying about, about stepping off the ship right before it goes under. I said that about the old co-plant that I worked at. I was the last person before they shut it down that left that went to the gas plant. God gave me that job. There wasn't even a job open. But God had a plan. Oh, He's so good to us. But sometimes I feel like I, I just got right back in to the fold just in time preceding the coming of the Lord and he may not come this year if he don't I want to be standing next year and if he don't come in 2025 I want to be standing I want to be consistent because I know I got to understand that I got to see my way through conflict oh Jesus sometimes we got to re re revisit the place of our greatest miracle. We need to revisit the place where God resurrected us. We need to remember how good that He is. 
take thought, take remembrance, and pick up the strength to move forward one more time. I'm just about ready to close, but we need to go on the offensive. You're not a victim. Oh, Jesus, if there was ever a time we need to hear that. Everybody's a victim. You're not a victim. We serve a mighty God tonight. I know people go through things, but we can't have the victim mentality. We can't always be on the defense. Brother Tossman, I can't walk around just always in a defensive state of prayer. You know, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be praying like that from time to time, but there are some times we need to initiate the conflict. You got the Holy Ghost. You got the, the creator of all things, the mighty God living on the inside. Let it rise up. Go on the offensive. If you've lost some things, uh, well, you, you want to stand tonight? Uh, if you've lost some things, uh, why don't you storm hell tonight uh, and take it back? Uh, take back what the enemy has stole from you. Uh, what's the song say? I'm going in the enemy's camp. I'm going to take back what he stole from me. Take back what he stole from me. Go on the offensive tonight. You've got power and authority in the Holy Ghost. Storm hell and take back what's yours. Amen. May God bless you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. I don't think it could have been said any better. I don't think it could have been preached any better. I wonder if anybody has a made-up mind tonight. Come on, how many's really got their mind set for the prize? Come on, I don't care what's going to happen tomorrow. My mind is set for Jesus Christ. Come on, these altars are open tonight. I think it would be appropriate if we all made our way down to the front as they began to sing a song. And why don't we make some declarations in our hearts, declarations in our mind, declarations to the enemy of our soul that we will not be moved. Oh, hallelujah.
won't turn back. I won't. Oh, come on, somebody declare it. I won't turn back now. Oh, say, I won't. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. I won't turn back now. It's high, but it's not too steep. The battle is rough, but I'm not too serve the law of God but with the flesh the law of sin but then it turns the page and it goes to another chapter there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of the life in Jesus Christ hath made me free it's made me free from the 
law of sin. There's two, two laws that we struggle with. But the one law overcomes the other law. The one law is better than the other law. Come on, the devil would like to hamstring you with condemnation. He would like to, to keep the past in the forefront of your mind. But we need to do just like the preacher said tonight. We need to forget those things which are behind. We need to reach forth to those things which are before. And if ever we are pressed, we need to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Come on one more time. Why don't you just determine in your heart tonight it's going to be different. After tonight it's going to be all new for me. I won't turn back I won't oh I won't turn oh come on let's declare it again say come on all it takes is a made up mind Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Why don't we just give God a shout of victory? Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your word that overcomes. Thank you for your word that gives us instruction. For your word that saves us. Thank you, Jesus. Phenomenal, phenomenal word, Brother Mason. Thank you for delivering the message of the day. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful job. How many enjoyed the Word of God? How many is going to leave here different tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We want to give honor to everybody who has come into the house of God. Amen. We're going to come back again Wednesday. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. We got another preacher that is just Probably one of my favorite preachers in all the world is going to be here. He's going to be preaching for us. Amen. Brother Elder Brogle. Amen. I'm so thankful for what God is going to do Wednesday night. So let's come back excited and let's see what God is going to do. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Everybody say God bless. Brother Jonathan Patterson. Amen. You can be dismissed in the fear of the Lord.